0: All right. Welcome to the third episode of the Spencer Talks About Stuff podcast. My guest today is Tony Kinsley. Tony. Hey, that's me. <laughs> How's it going? You have a great good. radio voice. Oh yeah. 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 I yeah. really
1: miss my calling. <laughs> Not the face for TV, but a radio voice for sure. <laughs>
0: that's like uh, the worst backhanded compliment. Yeah. That thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Tony is a member at our gym, CrossFit Composure. Um, he's a good friend. He's a very interesting cat. Um, yeah. We don't have to talk about where you're from or what you do or anything like that. Um, but I did. I actually think it's pretty interesting. You and Taylor just went to South Dakota. Yeah, where your family owns a bunch of property. And
1: yeah, yeah, I grew up on a farm and ranch in South Dakota. Uh, got some cattle there. We uh, went back just like three, four weeks ago. Went back, branded calves. Got to see the lay of the land. Just Good stuff. Awesome. Just good country boy stuff. Nice. Yeah. Oh. And I,
0: I would love to go visit South Dakota at some point.
1: Hey, after uh, this last time through, like Taylor loved it so much. And then she was telling all of her friends and like you were excited about it. So I think we could probably get a good group of like 20 people. Yeah. And just film it for like the real world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We do good stuff. I need to start.
0: I forgot to start my timer. Oh, um, But yeah, I I don't know. I think it's awesome that people uh, are willing to work seven days a week and from dawn till dusk and yep every yep. time in between that's pretty crazy it's pretty yeah. awesome that, that yeah. people are willing to do that And i think a lot of people um who are city folk don't get to see that very often so yeah yeah
1: those urbanites yeah. yeah no that's uh yeah and part of the reason why i am not there is because yeah it's like you can work your ass off like seven days a week 12 hour days every single day and you might still not make any money that year because of a drought or just like the market crashes yeah. for hogs or for whatever it is that you're raising at the time. So it's kind of one of those where you don't have a whole lot of control of your own destiny and it takes a, a certain type of person to be able to, willing to accept that. I
0: yeah, think. yeah. So, um, And that's something that I had no perception of until you told us. Um, and actually, we have another member at our gym that works. I think he sells jimmy sells um i think medications for cows i for, think so or yeah medical equipment for cows or something yeah. but things like the
1: vaccines and then he goes to like veterinary offices and things like that and like sells as the supplier or something I yeah think. yeah
0: and he um i know he was talking about the meat market and how it kind of is its own little stock market yeah. like you said like sometimes cattle prices are up sometimes they drop yep that's yeah. i think normal people have no (laughs) perception of that. It's pretty crazy. Well,
1: I think that's the thing. Like you'll go to the grocery store and it's like, why is ground beef this much? Or you don't really notice when it changes and stuff too, whether it goes up or down or anything, it's, it's a global market in itself, just like all the, you know, wheat and corn and everything else. Like they grow that in Russia and everywhere else. Like, so it's, it's one of those things that runs itself. The only time that I've really noticed,
0: um, like a, like a fresh food going up and down in price is salmon. Mm, yeah. Um and I I guess sometimes they just catch a ton and yep. price goes down. So
1: sometimes they make a lot of salmon, sometimes they don't. Yeah. 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 And uh, avocados. Everyone's always bitching about the price of avocados. Yeah. Yeah. What's all about that?
0: Uh they need to grow more. So they're not
1: <laughs> so guac's not seven dollars. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: okay, so before I forget, the shtick of this podcast is the guest brings an alcoholic beverage, and we both get to enjoy it, and then we'll talk about the beverage a little Ooh, bit. Okay. Um, and Tony brought my favorite Whoa. beverage.
1: I brought a, a nice little. I think it's a microbrew. I don't know if you've heard <laughs> about it. Uh, it's called Coors Light. Oh. It's from the the Rocky Mountains. Oh, the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, those are in right. Colorado. Oh, okay. In case you didn't know that, too. <laughs> I. Uh, I love Coors
0: Light. And I think uh, I was talking to my buddy. So I had lunch with a good buddy who I played football with um, at Boise State today. And he ordered, we went to 10 Barrel, um, and he ordered like a dark beer. And I ordered like a Apocalypse IPA, um, which I'll do when I go out to dinner and stuff. But I can drink Coors Light all the time and not be ashamed of it. But some people really, really judge people for enjoying Coors Light. <laughs> Snobs. Yeah, I yeah. don't get it. I don't yeah. understand.
1: No. Uh, no, I brought this because I also believe this is probably the first beer that I ever drank with you. Oh. And it was in shotgun form, most oh, yeah, likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, something like that. Probably like a Bob's house. But yeah. Yeah, good times there. Yeah. We've had numerous since then. So. Our, f- our friend group
0: uh, has shotgunned a lot of beers. Yeah. I shotgunned three beers at my wedding, um, which is pretty hilarious. I don't know. How yeah, we got into that?
1: I think I... Open the hole for about 60 beers at your wedding.
0: <laughs> Not a lot of people know how to yeah. safely open yeah. a shotgun hole. I was
1: like, who's got a key? Turns out I did. And
0: there we go. And yeah. then Debbie's Debbie's brother busted out like a 12-inch Bowie knife. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, and we, we – uh, the bridal party shotgunned a beer before the ceremony too because oh. we did a first look before the wedding um, – just to kind of ease the tension, it was nice seeing her before the wedding, and I think it it took a lot off her shoulders, and she got to relax a little bit. Um, and then I don't know, so I, it was probably my sister Abby who said, <laughs> "Let's shotgun a beer; oh, yeah. it'll ease the tension even more." And so we all did it. And, nice. Um, there are some professional photos of those. Mm, so
1: yeah, yeah, they got some professional ones of uh, the reception when we were all doing it together as well. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. those yeah. are some of my favorite ones. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, great pictures. And then if you, did you check on the sides? Or is it on the right ears?
1: <laughs> no. Okay,
0: you can look. So it says R, I think on the outside, R and L. Yeah. So it's a process, um, putting together a podcast and figuring out the audio and the headphones and stuff. Um, but it's been very fun trying to put it together. And I have mic stands coming on Friday. So I know Debbie was complaining that her arm was getting
1: sore <laughs> from holding the mic for those that aren't watching the youtube video right now yeah we're in a, in a room <laughs> holding those up to our face so yep, it's, yep. it's gonna only get better from here yeah i mean once you get past that million followers too <laughs> woo, <laughs> sponsorship oh which i'm hoping coors, coors. light kind of reaches will, out after this i will
0: plug coors light
1: okay every yeah. time coors light and dnb also Spencer's a oh, big yeah. fan of D&B. i shop
0: at dnb daily at least Twice a week?
1: <laughs> Daily. He's being modest. Yeah.
0: yeah. I get my snacks there. I get my ammunition there. Yep. I get my dog food there. Mm-hmm. I get my chicken food there. Yep.
1: Things you don't think. even need there, probably.
0: Oh, yeah. There's great stuff. Yeah. 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 I, I almost bought a cowboy hat that was like $50 <laughs> just because D&B had it. And Debbie and I started trying on cowboy hats.
1: And you thought man what do i need when i'm mowing my lawn yep cowboy hat. cowboy hat yep it's very functional that's true i mean people wore those for a really long time <laughs>
0: yeah, for a reason did. and then uh and then the australians got snobby because they're on the bottom of the earth so they pinned up one side because they only needed to cover
1: because <laughs> the sun only <laughs> stays on one side in australia because it's where it's at in earth. Yeah. yeah yeah it makes yep. sense science it is science yeah <laughs> um
0: so how has it been being back at work after
1: the whole coronavirus thing? It's been kind of weird. Um, A little bit like it's cool just to see a lot of the same faces and some familiarity that, you know, you get it's just so used to seeing the same people because the gym, it's it's a routine for a lot of people. They come in five days a week, you know, at that 7 a.m. or whatever time it is that they come and get their workout on. And yep. so you just kind of see the same faces every day that I'm at work there and and it's cool working at a gym because a lot of times you know that's where people go to relieve stress and that's where it, like that that's their happy place. It's like their like, highlight of their yeah. day to get away. And, yep, yep. It's not yep. like I'm the the receptionist at a dentist office and you're like, oh god, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I like, hate being like, here. Yeah, they yeah. actually like walk through the doors of the gym and they're like usually pretty pretty happy, pretty in a good mood. Yeah. So So that's cool. Just like seeing some of those faces that I didn't see for those two months that we were shut down. Yeah. And uh, you know, just everyone's been really really good with all the things that we're asking as far as just hey, make sure that you're, you're keeping things safe by you know, wiping it down and cleaning it up. And, and we're doing a really good job of having the gym kind of, as much as I hate to say it, it was probably really good for the gym to not have anyone in there. Cause oh, to deep you clean, clean it. so much better when you don't have to kind of work around members or do it at weird time of night and things like that. Yeah, so yeah. the gym was just uh, sparkling coming back, and it was pretty awesome to awesome. just almost start fresh, and everyone's in a really good mood. And yeah. every day I feel like we're getting a little bit more – Back like to normal life, okay. just in general. Hey, how has are the happy then too, so. member count been, dude? Like a decent amount of people it's still been, come in. Yeah, or... we still have a pretty good amount. We've got a lot of, I mean, your age, my age, like kind of that that younger demographic. Is there that big of an age gap that you can't just say our age? There's a pretty big <laughs> age gap, uh, at least twenty years. Yeah. So,
0: uh, uh, so for people listening who don't know Tony, because mm-hmm. I know there's probably a couple people that are going to listen to this who don't know Tony um tony works at axiom on park center in boise which is a locally owned gym yeah used to be a gold's but Mm -hmm. i think they have a local investor who yeah there's four of them they bought
1: it out there's two people that own it okay there was one and it was uh, maybe either two or three years ago it wasn't that long ago but yeah uh some guys that actually kind of grew up in sun valley and so yeah they live in boise now and they're owners and it's pretty cool to, to be locally owned like that so. yeah
0: and they have there's four axioms correct right? yeah right four and yep. boise and Foreign yep boise. that's the only place that they've got them that's pretty so. awesome it's a huge huge uh investment i feel like but also a pretty good investment um but it's so i started a crossfit gym and the overhead to start the crossfit gym you know, $30,000 yeah. maybe, yeah. but to start an Axiom type gym, which is a huge, it's basically it's huge. like a Golds gym. Yeah. 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 It's like the old Globo gym type
1: size. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't got... know. You told me before, um, I don't know how much it costs to open one, but. Oh, so much. Well, I mean, if you're looking at like the ones that we've got, you know, there's racquetball courts, there's pool, there's. I mean, each treadmill that you get there is like ten thousand dollars by itself. And so there's twenty of them, uh, seventy of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that, that is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, so it's uh, it's definitely a much larger investment there. But uh, I think that's kind of where, yeah, if you can have the the Gold Gym or something that that's an international company, then it's easier to start. And then they just decided to, to buy out that franchise, and yeah, it works out really well for us now. Yeah, so, that's cool. awesome. Yeah. I know
0: a ton of people that
1: solely go to axiom mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, um pretty much like everyone in the valley it's either it goes or has gone at one point yeah yeah, to yeah. Axiom, you yeah. Know? it's just like kind of one of those things yeah
0: so. my dad um i know he tried out axiom on park center because my sister and her fiance they moved um basically the axiom is on the way from their house to my parents house and mm-hmm. so my dad is trying out axiom but he's he like jumps around at different gyms he tried like Johnny's Fit Club, Idaho Fitness Factory, which, smaller operations, and, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what your opinion is of those smaller ones, but... Yeah,
1: I mean, nothing wrong with them. You're just, you're going to run into, obviously, the the lack of certain equipment that might be at Axiom, but then maybe, hey, I don't want to be around a big crowd. So it's like pros and cons of both, you know, however you want to go about that, but...
0: And there's... I've heard before that there's very t- very popular times at mm-hmm. Axiom, yeah, where it's like I can't even get one machine.
1: It's that rush, it's so. that five thirty in the afternoon until like seven, seven thirty in the evening, and it's it's wild. Yeah, yeah. right now it's not as bad because the weather's pretty nice. Yeah, but yeah, like winter time and January until you know spring when it's still cold and everyone's on their New Year's resolution or whatever else it is, it's uh, people are pretty motivated. So.
0: Yeah, it's pretty interesting seeing those those fluctuations of like when members like to do certain times and when they like to do certain things. And I think at the gym, you know, people, excuse me, people stop coming in the morning in the, or in the winter, because there's not as yeah. much time to do stuff at night. So that's their gym time. But in yeah. the summer they want to have their afternoons. And so everyone comes in the morning to the CrossFit gym. So yeah. well,
1: there's, So much to do, and it stays light until 9 o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't want to be working out. Yeah. I want to go do stuff. Yeah.
0: My my dad's buddy is here right now from, um, I think he's actually, I'm going to try to get him on the podcast. Uh, But he's here from California, and he just made the comment. He said, what time does the sun go down here? Because you guys are so far north. And it's like, (laughs) we're not that far north. But in the summer in Idaho, it stays light till past 10 o'clock. Sometimes, yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't do that in California, which is kind of interesting. Hmm. So
1: hmm.
0: I don't know the farther North you go. Is it like that? I assume it's like that. Cause we're kind of on par with, uh, South Dakota.
1: Yeah. You'll have some very late summer, summer nights. Yeah. Yeah. Days. Summer days. Yeah. 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 The sun. Right on. Science. The sun stays up late at night. Yeah. <laughs> it goes to sleep late. <laughs>
0: um, and Taylor is, uh, <coughs> Tony's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I almost said a different word, but Ooh, I'm not going to say that. Not boyfriend. <laughs> Taylor is a girl, not a man. Yeah. Um, I mean, not to judge, but I, no preference. And she, are the, are the kids out of school?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yep. So she's done yep. until They got August. out a little bit earlier just because of it being, you know, all online kind of anyways and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: So. Not, not your children.
1: But yes, she is a teacher that I know of. Uh, (laughs) Little Tony's running around all of South Dakota. Father's Day is coming up, and I'm so far haven't got that call (laughs) yet. So, really, fingers crossed. (laughs) Um, But yeah, she'll do some summer school in the Nampa School District again. And then, uh, yeah, like regular school, I think, is all set to go as of right now in August. That's crazy. So,
0: my. uh, Hopefully. So, I have a good buddy that just moved to. newport oregon which is on the coast and he he said that the whole state of oregon might push back fall sports to spring hmm. and then they'll do all the spring sports in the next fall like at the same time as the fall sports oh okay it's and i don't know what i think about hmm. that but you'd have to play two football seasons like within one oh, year Yeah,
1: in like six months yeah yeah Finish one and pretty much get right after it into the next one. Yeah, which I don't know.
0: I mean, I'm sure high school kids can handle it. But if you try to do that, like, college or NFL, you'd really beat your body up.
1: Tough, yeah. <laughs> but And, like, that's the one thing that I thought coming from, like, in high school, I played every sport there was because there's really nothing else to do in Burdo South Dakota. But, like, <laughs> I would, was like, oh, track to football, to basketball. Like, you're constantly doing something. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking about that during the, the quarantine time. Like, I'd see kids like we'd go to timberline high school where their track is and stuff and like do our workouts and you'd see kids there and i thought man that's like the worst possible thing for say a, a senior in high school oh that and it's like oh man, i can't like, even imagine whether you're actually just doing like oh man i'd love this sport I, i'm so excited for it or you know maybe there's some of those kids who are maybe on the cusp of getting like a scholarship for college yeah and yeah. now they don't have someone to go and like look at them, like, scout for, like, baseball or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then, like, <laughs> oh, man, how am I going to get into school? Or I really was hoping on getting that scholarship. Yeah, so they like just that. stopped so, the baseball season?
0: No baseball. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Especially, and, like, like somebody who's and, super good.
1: And, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Freshman are to have to say, like, oh, well, yeah, we'll give you a scholarship because of your how well you did before. But, yeah, it's like for some of those kids who are maybe on the cusp or that was going to be their year, their – really pumped and excited about it and yeah and i know that like for college it's kind of goofy there's some schools that are still like letting because i know like for for basketball even they didn't finish their season yeah and so then they're saying like they'll still honor those scholarships of seniors and let them come back and and then others like the track and the sports like that that didn't even have a season they'll still let them come back wow that's interesting but then you run into the problem too of you only have so many scholarships yeah and now do i keep the senior you, or, or do you not want to start give it to that freshman? You yeah. yeah like you yeah. have to choose then. Oh
0: man. And that'd be tough. Yeah, it would be tough. I guess if you're I mean, you'd have to do like a cost benefit thing, but yeah. If you're I don't know, a school like Boise State where people don't leave early for yeah. NBA, but if there's it's if it's like Duke, where everyone's a freshman, they for always sure. just yeah. then you, pump you, them no in the goes NBA. past sophomore year anyway. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs>
1: um
0: yeah, I can't even imagine. Because I loved, I kind of fell in love with football like sophomore year of high school and then played junior year. And then you're so pumped up for your senior year, you're yeah. like, guys, we're going to win state. Yeah. And then they cancel the season. That would suck. Yeah. What so the bad. heck do you do? Oh, yeah. And then recruiting's got to be weird for colleges, too, because they, I mean, what do they do? They just look at everyone's junior tape. Just tapes. And like, I mean, you could even some go combines. in their house either,
1: probably. You yeah. know, you can't travel.
0: Yeah. They do like zoom meetings and phone oh, calls yeah. and stuff. And it's interesting. It's very interesting.
1: Yeah. I, so
0: social media was just kind of starting to ramp up and Instagram had just become a thing right when I got, I think like during college was when it became a thing, but now the coaches use like Twitter and Instagram to recruit people. Really? Oh yeah. They have to you have to have an online presence, yeah. Like to get kids now, yeah. And I'm sure the Boise State coaches have like TikToks now.
1: I was just about to ask, like, <laughs> is there like Coach Shashewski for Duke, who's got a fucking TikTok? Oh my God. I'm sure
0: somebody's running that account to
1: to cater to those 18 year old kids now. just <laughs> picture, yeah, like that super old coach who doesn't even like use his computer for emails, yeah. It's like Nick Saban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Fuck you, TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> and someone's like, "You got to do it. Just ten seconds. Yeah. yeah. Come
0: to Alabama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And do a dance with it yep. too. I uh. So TikTok is very interesting. Uh, Taylor and Abby were staring yeah. at their phones on TikTok the other day. Love it. Okay. They they do love it, but they pretend like they hate it. Mm-hmm. They scroll through and they say, "This is look at this chick and." This guy's
1: so lame, but they love doing that. But yeah, I've seen all twenty of his videos, and they're so stupid. (laughs) Come on, (laughs) it's like watching the Kardashians. Like, why would she do that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we love to love to hate him. Yeah, it's funny. Speaking of Kardashians, uh, and kind of in that same note, Taylor's hooked on the Selling Sunset Mm. TV show. Yep, and I make it through about ninety to. 95 seconds of it before I have to walk out of the room. Really, It's so terrible how much drama there is. Yeah. And I almost wonder, it's like, cause there's a lot of people that I know who are like fully functioning adults <laughs> who still watch like shows like that. Yeah. And I think like, Oh, is it, you know, is the, the theory of if you don't have any drama in your life, it's you like you kind some... of like enjoy that. Then. Yeah. You like live vicariously. You know, like, oh yeah. I can't believe they're doing that. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah.
1: So it's like the
0: the thing I like about selling sunset is so Debbie's the one that discovered it. I she found it on Netflix one day and put it on. The thing I like about it is that they they actually show the business transactions and they show them like doing business, but then they mix in all the drama crap too. Yeah. But it's like I mean, I don't think any of that stuff's fake. Those people seem actually like really mean. Yeah. I definitely (laughs) think so. Yes. Yeah.
1: Like, it's not fake because they're so fake of people. Yes, <laughs> like yes. Is. They're like, like, I
0: can't wait to get on the camera and tell everyone what yeah. a bitch I'm you like, are. I'm <laughs> going to start something so I get some
1: screen time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, remember how you didn't text me? Yeah. Oh,
0: now let's fight. <laughs> so for people who don't know what Selling Sunset is, it's what? What? I'm going to describe what <laughs> it gotta, is. <laughs> yeah, I want to
1: hear your description more than anything.
0: Okay, so it is a, um, a brokerage in Beverly Hills. And it's run by these two very short, very short, probably like five six uh, men who are twins. Yep, and they're both bald and very skinny,
1: um, and good all, looking dudes. They're, you know, hey, they got it going for them. They're but they're surrounded by six foot five inch ladies. Yeah, it's like. Every single one of the realtors was a college volleyball yeah, player. Amazons. Yeah, they're all six six. Yeah. They're like bossing around, looking up, and I'm like, "Hey, you better get to selling those houses." Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's fascinating to me to watch um, how much those houses
0: cost. Um, yeah. Who just walks in and purchases a home that you have to fully staff?
1: Hmm. Um. Yeah, and um, then it talks like the commission, and it shows the commission on what like those oh gosh. ladies are making. Yeah, and every time it's like I should just sell real estate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they make oh, you like unlock the door and say, "Here's the fireplace." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the least amount I feel like I've seen for a
0: commission on that show is like a hundred grand. Yeah, and sometimes the commissions so are has to be like a three million dollar house or something. Yeah, and the, sometimes the commissions are over a million dollars. Yeah, crazy. I just wonder, like. I mean, I know that there's some elite people, financially elite, I'm not going to call yeah. them morally elite, uh, mm. in Idaho. But, like, do you think there's mansions with staffs and, like, a full-time
1: lady that cooks for them? Probably not <laughs> some full-time stuff, but I'm sure just, like, obviously, like, cleaning services. That happens for a lot of people, not even, you know, a mansion. Millionaire yeah, 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 type yeah. Stuff. So you yeah. probably have someone who does it, whether it's daily or, you know, if they just swing by, they're not like full-time, you know, they're like a butler and yeah. doing everything. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know.
0: Because there's there's rich people that have like a live-in nanny too.
1: Yeah. That's I think it's pronounced au pair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I feel and like there's a France. Disney movie
0: called Au Pair. Did you ever see it? God, you're I old. I didn't see that one. You're older than me, so I, I might... was a different
1: website I saw
0: that one <laughs> 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 Pretty cool, though. <laughs> Uh, if we if we start doing pop culture references or start talking about the cartoons we watched, uh, you, big
1: difference. Yeah, Tom and Jerry was the shit when I grew up. See, I
0: th- Tom and Jerry might have been a little little bit before, like it might have mm. been ending kind of its popularity when yeah. I started. Okay. getting into cartoons. So
1: I was a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan growing up. Oh yeah, mine that was uh,
0: Power Rangers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did you do Power Rangers?
1: Uh, I knew about them. Yeah, yeah, but, but never, I was, it was probably like I was probably too old, and it was like kind of uh, that's like for kids. Yeah, it's kind of lame. You know? Although, did you see the the movie that just recently came out? Like, no, but in the last five years, ago, I, I heard it was good. It's not bad. Yeah, and I was not a Power Rangers fan. It was kind of one of those like, oh, what's a movie that I haven't seen and I bored it out of my mind, and I chose it. yeah, I, like, eh, I got the. I can picture the trailer in my head. I got a very
0: Transformers vibe from it. Mm. I don't know if Michael Bay directed it, but.
1: I don't know who directed it or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't bad. Okay.
0: What other mediocre movies have you seen lately? <laughs> <laughs> Spencer Talks
1: About Stuff podcast. Mediocre movies. <laughs> That's That'd be a good name. Mediocre Movie a, Monday. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. There you go. Yeah. Just have different... Is it Monday? It's no, Tuesday. it's definitely not Monday. Yeah. But it's just Tank Top Tuesday. Yeah. So oh, I wore mine to work out, just not to the... Did we you had go, matching outfits. Did you work out at the workouts. gym today? I did. What yeah. did What did you think of the workout? I thought it was bullshit. Oh, was it tough? Oh, it so hard. Yeah, yeah. It was. anytime that you do handstand push-ups, it's like you just hit a wall, and then no matter how much you wobble your arms around, yeah. the next one you're like, oh, nope, I'm still tired. Like you shake them out. You shake them out like you're doing something, yeah. but you're not. It's like doing this weird dance move that no <laughs> one else is doing. It's like Conor
0: McGregor walking in the <laughs> octagon <laughs> to try to get your shoulders to feel better yeah
1: um was debbie there when you went Did you go she f- was leaving i went to 515 oh, okay. so yeah she went to the time before me nice. so yeah awesome. it was uh one of those where i i just i heard ben doing the little countdown oh yeah and i like got a foot in the door to finish out that last 200 like i just oh, got, got gotcha. 12 minutes gotcha nice And it sucks. yeah
0: tough so, but it's good yeah. that we are staying active i'd like to promote um Exercise on this podcast as well. Healthy
1: lifestyles. Yeah, as we're chugging Coors Lights. (laughs) It's post-workout carbs. Oh, yeah, totally. That's what's good for you. Beer's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's light. Now, if it was Coors Original, I might have an issue with this. Do you like Coors Original? It's not bad. I've had it. Yeah? You know. I'd rather have Coors Light because you don't feel it until about the 15th one. Oh, my God. Am I an alcoholic? Uh... (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: I, uh, yeah, I, it's funny. I, I used to really, really like Coors original, Mm. but I feel like I had a couple experiences in college where I drank too much (laughs) as we all have. And, uh, and I don't know why, like Coors original sticks out in my head as maybe I went through a phase where I drank too much and that was my beer at that point. Yeah. But was Coors Light always your beer?
1: No, I grew up on Bush Light. Oh, okay, actually. yeah, because yeah. you could get a thirty rack for about nine bucks. That, that is, it seemed like awesome. It wasn't that cheap, but it was very cheap. Yeah. Does does Bush have Bush and Bush Light? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you were Bush. Or Bush Light. Bush Light. Yeah. There yeah. again, you can drink a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah. Fun.
0: <laughs> and is that so? I what I've noticed is I think. Coors Light is more of a West Coast thing. Yeah, And then Bud Light's more of an East Coast thing. Yep. Um, yeah.
1: And then there's the Midwest where you're like, whatever. Bush? Yeah. Is that... Bush. Bush is... Bush Light. Okay,
0: Bush Light. And I think... Well, I think... Isn't Bush the cheaper version of Bud Light? Because... Tastes
1: like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because the cheaper version of Coors Light is Keystone.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then like... They both have mountains on them. Yep. Huh. Yep. And then... Uh, Miller
0: is Milwaukee's best. Yep. That's the cheapest one. Nah, I've had
1: that. Yeah, That's real bad.
0: Yeah. Um, it's very interesting. How Unless each one... you,
1: any of these beers want to sponsor this podcast, they all taste oh, excellent. Yeah, they're delicious. Yeah, <laughs> love them.
0: Um, no, I'm Coors Light fan totally if they want yeah. to sponsor this podcast. I... Um, but I was going to say um, Albertsons had their own brand of beer hmm. when I was in college, and they no longer carry it. I think they replaced it with another... Um, another beer, but my buddy Kyle Efa. Shout out to Kyle Efa if he ever listens to this. Um, MVP at the Fiesta Bowl in 2010. Wow. Um, rare, yeah, rare fact. And he doesn't like talking about it, so I'm shouting him out. Mm-hmm. Buck Range was the name of the beer. Have you ever had Buck Range? Never
1: have. No. It was
0: nine. Yeah, it was like nine dollars for a 30 round. Oh, it was ridiculous. Right yeah, and it was one of those beers where you drink two of them and then you drink a Coors Light and then you try to drink one of those again and it's mm. you can't go back to yeah. it. You have to
1: It's like you scooped water out of the ditch <laughs> Yeah, and you're like that's what buck <laughs> yeah. Range tastes like.
0: Yeah, yeah it's like rusty huh. water.
1: Nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you got to have some of those though after you've had enough of beers that you like. You don't taste them. Yeah. It's like oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know.
0: I know you didn't listen to um The second podcast but uh zach and i were talking about on the bachelor party how we got uh oh my gosh i don't even natter days yeah what what is your opinion of natter days natter
1: days are good until you've finished the second one
0: yep that's and and then it's kind of like all right i should probably not drink anymore it's i i made the argument that it's decent if you just have one because it's way too sweet
1: yeah i think if it was blazing hot You know, you just got done mowing the lawn, painting those white shoes green. Oh, yeah. Crack open a natter days. Yeah. And enjoy your work. Is there anything
0: more American than some white New Balances Mm. that have some green stains
1: around the bottom of them? Yeah. Nothing. Probably not. (laughs) I mean, and I've seen an eagle kill stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Speaking
0: of eagles killing things, my parents... On the regular, multiple times a day have morning doves fly into their windows, yeah and because they have like big windows on their back patio. And these hawks corner them, they fly <laughs> into the windows and they like they stun themselves and they fall on the ground and the the hawk comes and picks them up and flies off with them. Oh. I've seen it happen. It
1: is insane. That is a smart hawk.
0: Yeah. How wow. The, how the hell did they learn how to do that? <laughs>
1: They're they're one up in humans right
0: now. So I I saw it happen like two days ago when I was up in my parents' house. And <laughs> my mom texted me today and she said it happened again. <laughs> <laughs> Those
1: hawks are taking over. Yeah. Um, okay. Just so, watch out. One day Bill's gonna be in the backyard. Those hawks start swooping. Oh my god! Because like we want something bigger. Yeah. We got the taste. We
0: developed an appetite for. Yeah. Want humans. Flesh.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh,
0: um. So did, did you see, <laughs> I don't know if I could ask this question with a straight <laughs> face. Did you see any crazy wildlife growing up? Crazy wildlife?
1: <laughs> uh, what would you consider crazy? Not crazy, but like, I mean, I don't know. There's not, are there mountains there? No. Do you guys go? It's a it's called the Great Plains for a reason. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. a couple hills. There's black hills yeah and those are hills but i mean but no nothing really crazy buffalo there there's buffalo there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's buffalo there's deer fox coyote yeah. i guess probably the craziest on the scale of deadliest would be like rattlesnakes mm. like growing up definitely had a lot of those there is like like rattlesnake dens like around yeah like where we lived and stuff did you guys have uh scorpions not that I know of.
0: Okay, which I thought scorpions were like a Nevada and Arizona and like California yeah. thing. Debbie and I were in Oregon the other day, and we saw a scorpion on the ground, hmm. and that's not that far away. So I think there's scorpions here.
1: It seemed I would feel like they'd be more likely to be here than Oregon. Yeah, maybe based off of all those other states you mentioned. Like, yeah, they feel like hot. Yeah, like and climate. it was. You know, right over the border, kind of near Ontario. Okay. So, I mean, it's all desert, but
0: yeah, pretty wild. Are you scared of
1: insects? No. No? No. The only thing I'm scared, well, I guess technically, yes, I fucking hate bees. Oh, okay. Big issue with them. Debbie hates bees I'm Not a fan. Yeah. I love to eat honey because I know it pisses them off.
0: (laughs) You're just feeding their uh, breeding, though. You're, like, contributing to more bees being around.
1: Yeah, but I hear there's less. And I'd like to think I'm part of that. <laughs> <laughs> when, when did, like Wasn't that an issue at some point recently was, that yeah. the bees were dying? Yeah, bees are dying. They got no idea what's going on. And they didn't really know why. Or even there's like no dead bees anywhere. That was the thing. It was like, we don't find dead bees. Yeah. But we just know there's less of them. Yeah. And we don't know why there's less. How the hell do they figure out how many bees there are? Beekeepers. Is that true? I assume so. If your job is to be a beekeeper, you gotta know how many bees you got. Yeah, but like they probably count it by like boxes.
0: And I think a lot of beekeepers just do it as a hobby. Like we got chickens, but we don't need yeah. chickens.
1: But you know how many chickens you got, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do they count them individually? I bet they name them all. <laughs> oh man, I don't think I could name that many names ever. They tie little ribbons on them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Hey, okay, Margaret. something I always heard uh, as a kid, and I don't know if it was just you know how you have those kids in your like high school class and middle school class, they're the kids that just make stuff up all the time, and you yes. don't know what's true, what's not true, like
1: just like the internet,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, I you know who I'm talking about, though. Yeah. You had one kid at your school that told these yeah. crazy stories, like My dad hunted a bear and Mm -hmm. fought him off with his bare hands. It's like,
1: no, he didn't. Shot him eight times, and then he had to
0: (laughs) wrangle him. So what I, this kid that I had at my high school, he said you could catch a bee and put it in the freezer and, like, tie a string around it. And, like, it, it would freeze a little bit and kind of stun it. And then you tie a string around it and pull it out of the freezer, and then it wakes up, and you have, like, a bee on a string. And you can go walk your bee.
1: I'm sure you can. I'm sure if it, if a bee gets cold enough, it's not going to be able to move very well, right? Yeah. But okay, I get it. So you've never done it? My, never heard of it? Or I've heard. I mean, it makes sense. I guess I'd never heard of someone actually doing that because <laughs> my question is like, why catch a bee? Like, I don't that's know. That's going to be the hardest part. And then when it's on that leash of yours, uh, how do you know it's not going to be like, I don't like this person on Honest. the other end of it? Maybe you like swat at them and they try to fly away. And then... uh, I think they usually try to sting you if you swat at them. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the, my experience. That's coming bears. from
0: someone who's afraid of bees. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: You swat them. They're like, oh, you want to dance? Okay. Bring it.
0: So what caused
1: your traumatizing bee uh, fear? Bee fear. Uh, when I was little, probably swatting at bees. I remember oh, yeah. getting stung on my neck, like right oh. on my Adam's apple. Yeah. Hurt so bad. Yeah. And then I decided that I want to kill them all.
0: That's interesting that you actually know why you hate bees. Because I'm not yeah. a huge fan of spiders, but I don't think I ever had like a traumatic experience yeah. with a spider. Yeah.
1: yeah. And maybe I hated them before that, you know, and that's why I was probably trying to swat them. Yeah. Had a stick or something. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. You Sounds can't like get a them all with a tip, stick. Typical South Dakota yeah. day. <laughs> oh shit. I ain't got nothing else to do today. Why don't you go down to the cellar, spot some bees?
0: Um so how so when you guys were back there three weeks ago or four weeks ago, whenever it was, um, how many cattle did you brand? About a hundred and fifteen. And you you physically brand them. Yeah, Because I know some people, you were telling us some people tag just their ears.
1: Yep, yeah, there's a few different ways to do it. So it all, I mean, like the history all goes back to where, like, when there was actual cattle wrestlers, I guess, I don't know, whatever, they'd steal cattle. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And so if you didn't have a marking on your cattle to prove that it was yours... Then they could steal whatever and like they'd go and sell it and they'd make money, whatever, like that. They'd steal your cattle. Yeah. So then they started like branding with a hot iron to where it would leave a permanent scar, yeah. basically. So you'd go over and to Joe's house to and it. say, hey, Yeah, hey, Joe, Joe, those are cool cows. I can't take them. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine have a seven on them, yours have a 10. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, but my, my dad has it's a, a K with a two as his brand. Okay. You know, and then like my brother has his own brand, so everyone's pretty much got their own brand that you buy. Yeah, and then it's like Very you can unique. look it up, and it's like, yep, okay, that's yours type thing. Yeah.
0: So do you do you like? There's got to be government regulation about do you register your cows every year or something or, I mean, did how does, so? What do you mean by well, register? Is there like a governing body that kind of like makes sure they know who has how many and no 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 just all on your own.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as long as you can. Take care of them. You can have as
0: many as you want to. And then um vaccines though, which I assume is more like when you go to try to sell them, you got to make sure you have the paperwork yeah. for that.
1: Yep. So like, yeah, anytime that you sell stuff, you're going to let them know what vaccines you've given them. Yeah. And then, cause like sometimes if, oh, I haven't given them this vaccine, then someone might not say, well, I don't want to buy them and then have to do that. Yeah. So they'd rather buy some that have already been vaccinated. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and then that way you're going to have hopefully healthier animals that you can sell for more money because they, they grew and they didn't get pneumonia and they didn't run into any issues, type yeah. stuff like that. So. so you,
0: I think you've told me this before, you, do you fatten them up before you slaughter them? Or how does that work?
1: My family, not necessarily. Usually, like, we'll sell them, you know, when, when they're really little, they'll they'll take the testicles off. And so we'll do that. So then like what used to be a bull is now a steer and it's going to pretty much only have one job and that's to eat. Yeah. You know, so it's going to get fat a lot faster. Um, and so then basically, is that, is that like a hormonal thing? Yeah. And they, they yep. just don't cause they're not going to be thinking on, about fucking. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, they got one job and it's like, oh, I'm just going to eat. Like yeah. You know, and so then they fatten up a little bit faster. And then what my family does they'll then like sell them, and usually it's to like a feed lot or someplace else like that. So if you sell a hundred, let's say, then they might finish them. So they'll, you know, they've got the space to where they kind of play that stock market, like what we were saying. Like, oh, yeah. we think that the price is going to go up a little bit per pound. Yeah. So we're going to hold on to them and then give them feed and give them grain and for a month or two or something. Yeah. And then we'll take them to the market and hopefully we get a profit off of that. Yeah. Because if the price per pound went up by 10 cents per pound and it only costs one cent per pound to give them corn or whatnot it is. Yeah. Then they're going to say, okay, well, we're going to kind of bet on that or we're going to play that game. Yeah. Um, so, so when they finish them, I mean, do they, do you give them like
0: fattier foods or like
1: usually just because like you can't give them as much, it, 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 I guess it's, it's cheaper and it's easier. You know, they're going to be grass fed for the longest time and then they're kind of finished with corn and other things like that Yeah, and hay and, and that way. But it's just because like you're stacking so many animals in a small amount of space Yeah, to where you just got to put it into the trough and, and they eat it. You know, they're not going to be able to kind of free range and, and get grass everywhere. So yeah. it's usually going to be a little bit fattier. And then that kind of gives the, you know, that steak that has like that marbling, has a little bit of fat to it. Yeah. It gives the average consumer kind of what they want. Yeah. Right. If you have like, you think of deer, other like animals that are, you know, an elk or something, right? No it's fat. Not a whole lot of fat. Yeah. Because they're just out there eating grass and then they, they're constantly moving. Grazing. And- yeah. And then once... If you They're took not, that same animal and then you finished it, you know, in a feedlot type number, it's going to give a little bit more flavor, a little bit more fat. I and wonder... That's typically kind of what they do with cattle. Have they ever domesticated, like, deer or elk and tried to, like, fatten them up a little bit? I know that there's, like, elk farms and things like that. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Because isn't isn't that something in the United States where, like, you can't... Because there's something where, like, you can't sell... Oh, you like, can't sell elk meat. Elk that you... Is it elk meat at all? Or is it only th- like elk meat? Like if I went and just shot one in the wilderness, I wouldn't be able to sell that meat then.
0: I think that's true. Um, but I know most of the elk, like we have it a meat. It comes from a different country, right? It comes from like uh, either Australia or South Africa or something. Yeah. It's like far, far away. Um, But yeah, that's interesting to think about like how yeah. lean elk is. Yeah. And I wonder if it would taste better if there was fat on it. Oh, yeah. Probably would. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. yeah that is flavor i i think so this is ringing a bell last time we talked about this we talked i think we talked about waigu beef oh yeah and that's it's very uh horrible how they treat those animals <laughs> uh, which i know like you know every hamburger you have those cows probably weren't treated the best nope but they weren't, like, locked in one spot for their whole life mm-hmm. and fed sake yeah. and massaged.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, you could say that that's a pretty good life as well, right?
0: I guess, yeah. You know? They probably enjoyed it. Hey, not um, too bad. And they weren't stressed out. Well, okay, is this true? I guess I've, I've heard that if you try to kill an animal and you don't kill them right away, then they start getting, like, adrenaline pumping through their body. Mm-hmm. Does it really ruin the meat?
1: It doesn't ruin it but you can taste it. Like it yeah. it has like kind of that toxin in the meat and that's usually where when you go to a slaughterhouse like it'll be very quick. Yeah. Not just because it's humane, but it's also like you don't want all that, you know, all the different hormones and all the different things that go pumping in their blood that's going to end up in the muscle tissue. That's so interesting. Yeah. That's
0: crazy. Yep. And does it taste like gamier kind of? I don't know for sure. I I don't know
1: if I've ever like, oh, hey, this one was killed after we chased it down for two hours. And this one was had socky for a while. Like, what's the difference? Yeah. You know. Which I know.
0: um, I don't know. It's interesting hearing other people talk about hunting, too, because I bet it would be super sad when you're stalking something for a super long time. And then you shoot it and it just runs away. You're like, Okay, I I just ruined the rest of his life. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: do you hunt ever, or have you? I no, no. not really. I think I've pond jumped some ducks back home. And nice. There's pheasants and stuff like that, but nothing that, that game, nothing like that.
0: Like the most whiskey tango thing. That's like <laughs> up there with uh, cow tipping.
1: <laughs> I pond jumped pawn some jumped ducks. ducks. <laughs> just sitting on the pond, they jump them. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, just like different random things like that yeah but no my brother's very big into hunting yeah very big Like, and i assume there's a lot of hunting in yeah south dakota yep yeah. yep and so that was kind of always the thing like that was his his thing and he loved it and everything and so it's, it's kind of also like i'm sure if i was like oh hey, i want to do that I, I wouldn't have ever been told no yeah but it's kind of like oh like you would shoot a deer and then you would have deer meat and you'd make like jerky and everything else and so yeah. there's only you know, a family of four, my mom, dad, my brother and I, if you have two deers, it's like what the fuck are we going to do with all this meat? Yeah. Type yeah. thing. So it was kind of like, Oh, well, there's really no need to have that much. Um, And so that was how I justified not really enjoying how boring it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, And then, yeah, it's just kind of one of those things that that was always his thing. He loved it. Like when he graduated high school, what my parents did for like his high school graduation, he went up to Canada and shot a black bear. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. was actually awesome. really
1: cool. Like, He's got some awesome pictures. It was, at the time, it was like one of the top three as far as size wise, however, they rate, like Whoa. based off of the size of their skull or something. Um, but like it was one of the biggest that they'd ever shot in that region. Whoa. And so he got his Polaroid put up in the front of Cabela's. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was I, have you seen this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like sitting there holding up that dead animal. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I shot this one. Oh, know? my God. I think Sportsman's
0: Warehouse has like. They have like a trout section. <laughs> yeah. They have salmon yep. section. Yeah, yeah. Which
1: you just come in and you post it up yourself. Like, oh, yeah, do you really? I'm sure. Oh yeah. I mean, there's no one in yeah. charge of that. Yeah. What's the regulation on the polaroids? Yeah. Do you do you fish? I have. I like fishing probably a little bit more. Yeah. But it's a little more exciting and Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Even even it's like kind of laid back and chilling out. If you're with the right people, it's like just like we are now, you just kind of BSing and yeah. hanging out and there's something else going going on. Yeah, you can do it a little bit more passively yep. if you wanted to. Yeah, and then like, and maybe that's why like I've also tried fly fishing, and that's why I don't like that. It's because because you ha- you're it's actively like you're doing constantly something. doing something. It's do you, like kind of why I just do you know,
0: enjoy. Do you know Chase
1: at the gym? Yeah, he he has gotten
0: so into fly fishing lately. Yeah. And yesterday he told me, it's so funny. It's funny seeing how passionate people get about things. Mm-hmm. And he he goes by himself. And he, like a lot of the pictures he posts, he was telling me he like has to find a tree branch to set his phone <laughs> on so he can take a picture of himself. Yeah. And he just came up to me yesterday and he goes, Spencer, the fly fishing clicked. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? He was like, I caught eight fish, four trout, two white fish. And he said like the white fish he caught were like three feet long. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I don't know what kind of fish it was. I have no idea. Um, But he said that he's been experimenting with different flies. Like he's done it so much that he's mm-hmm. trying different weighted things.
1: Yeah. And he started making his own flies. His own flies. Yeah. 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 It is wild. Like it is one of those things that people get into hard. Yeah. Like I've got a good buddy of mine. Uh, shout out to Tucker Barker. Oh, Tucker. It, like he's got his own like Instagram on it. Cause he used to do like random, you know, I hate whatever's happening in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and now it's just like straight up all fly fishing stuff. Awesome! That's so awesome. Ties his own flies, and it's always like photos of he'll take his kid out and his guy's kid on his like his back and stuff. He's out there fly fishing in the river. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's it's super cool. But uh, like, it's one of those where kind of same thing. It's like he'll do it hours every day. Yeah, yeah. he just loves it. And if you if you can monetize that, like if he can
0: make money hmm maybe if he ties flies for a shop or something yeah. or
1: sells his own or whatever yeah. plus the big bump that he's gonna get after the shout out oh yeah. from all your viewers <laughs> that then oh what's this all about
0: yeah yeah, yeah. what's what's his instagram let pl- like plug tuck it? on the fly is it really it could be no yeah should i check just I to make put- sure okay um i just think it's awesome when when somebody and i've i've realized this as i've gotten older um and I, by no means do I know what I'm doing in life, but I'm slowly learning. Um, but when people figure out how to make money doing something that they really, really enjoy, yeah. uh, that's pretty, that's the awesome. secret. Right yeah. There yeah. yeah. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Cause so many people go through and they're like, Oh, I guess I have to keep my
1: job. Oh, yeah. How many people do that for 40 years? And then they retire and then they're like, yep. Oh, this oh, is, God. that was it. Got to put food on the table every day. Yeah. Hope I have a wreck on the way to work. Oh, my (laughs) God. (laughs) I hope people aren't saying that, man. I think there's a lot of people like that. Yeah, I think there are, too. I don't think a lot of people that we know, but there's millions of people that probably just don't know how to get out of what they're doing. I just really want to. Yeah. The thing the thing that I don't know, it's kind of upsetting
0: when I think about the lifestyle people live, uh, down in the big city. Um, but like, I, I know a couple of people that live in Seattle and obviously I know some people from California cause we moved up here from California, um, where their commutes to work and home every day are like two hours. Yeah. That's
1: so much time lost mm-hmm.
0: unless you're listening to an audio book or something.
1: Even then, I mean, it's still you. That's time, like with your you're family. Limited on what, yeah, you can do.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, I don't know if that's a big factor in people moving to smaller towns, but
1: I feel like I could be talking about out of my ass here. But I feel like there is some like a correlation between even just like overall satisfaction of your job and then the commute that it took as well.
0: Like the shorter, yeah, it like takes? the shorter
1: commute, the more that you enjoy your job. Even, oh, like people could work. Stocking shelves at uh, Ace Hardware. And whether it's 30 minutes to get to work or whether it's five minutes to get to work, like the people that lived closer to where they worked enjoy their job more.
0: That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Which I could
1: totally see. Yeah. Because I feel like you're always so stressed when you're driving. You know, like you're controlling this one ton vehicle maybe that you're just hurtling down at speeds that humans aren't supposed to go. Yeah. Like you could do one wrong thing and you're dead. So yeah. you're always kind of like a little stressed out, a little on the verge Yeah, yeah. On, for an hour a day. And especially 30 when 30 that 30
0: motherfucker doesn't let you merge. Yeah,
1: driving a Subaru. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always drive a Subaru. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Debbie. Yeah. Yeah, it's usually Debbie.
0: Yeah. She doesn't let anyone merge. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a, I don't know. I feel like if I ever got offered a job in a big city, it, it'd be tough adjusting yeah. the lifestyle to... Yep. Like driving for over an hour to get to work, yeah, that's like going to, that's like going past Caldwell every day.
1: Ugh. Yeah. No. Never. Yeah, I've got a buddy who like grew up and, and worked here for a long time, and then relocated to the Bay, San Francisco Bay. Yeah, that's where, that's where that is. Oh, okay, not awesome. the Hudson Bay. Nope. <laughs> San Francisco Bay, where they have the rice. <laughs> what What's up with the rice? There's some sort of what's the it's so a rice perhaps. It's in San oh, Francisco. Oh,
0: Yeah. I don't know. Sure. I just think of the Golden Gate
1: Bridge. Yep, that and too. Alcatraz. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sorry, so. Uh, well, yeah, but he went there, and it was kind of one of those things, too, where it's like also cost of living in a big city. It's like 3X whatever he was making here, and like, oh, this is a great raise. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I live in... Like a small kind of apartment. Yeah. So I get much less space, and you're always around people, and like, and, it's, and his commute was terrible. It's like, woof. Yeah. Before you know it, like he's back here. <laughs> well, how, okay. Does the money really matter
0: that much? If he if he's making three times what he makes here, but then he's paying three times in rent.
1: Yeah. And for everything else there is, yeah. yeah that's gallon kind of milk of is eight dollars. It's like looking when the when you get that job offer that's three times. You're like. Phew. gotta take this right yeah yeah and then you get there and you can't find like anything for rent or wherever else for less than three times what you're paying yeah i think people get addicted
0: to that and i think i think they get addicted to living in a big city um i went to new york recently with my wife and i kind of get it like after being there for a little bit you kind of get why people like it like i understand why people like it every like you have your little corner and there's your coffee shop there's your little grocery store and it's like you don't have to have a car um, yeah but yeah also you pay seven thousand dollars in rent yeah. every month so and then people if they're making you know six figures or in the 200s or whatever the hell they're making they think that that they like attach that number with how well they're doing yeah and if they move to Idaho and then they're making whatever. 60 Mm -hmm. it's like well i need to make 150 and it's like no because your your mortgage payment's 900 (laughs) dollars. like you don't need to be making that much money exactly yeah
1: i i don't know i it's weird how people get addicted to that stuff Mm -hmm. well it's also it's kind of one of those things where we're always taught too of like a higher salary means that you're more valuable or that you're more successful whatever it is and so then we kind of start attaching that to our self-worth yeah. And you say, oh, well, if I'm making half as much as I was, I must not be as much of a person or uh, I must not be as good at my job as I used to be or whatever else. Like, you don't feel as successful, I feel like. And it's. it's and, and the inverse, too. Like, if I took a job, yeah, in San Francisco, it's like, oh, this, I'm I'm so, so special because I'm making three times as much. Yeah. But why, why would people not focus on
0: their happiness, you know? That oh, would no, help people. Definitely should. Yeah, no, 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 no. People
1: I, also look at the bank account more than their happiness. Yeah, you know. And,
0: yeah, you could be miserable as fuck. Uh-huh. But if you had to give, if you had to cut your salary in half for some true happiness, yeah, how many people would actually do that? Not very many. Yeah, not very exactly. many. Exactly. Wow, yeah. that's interesting to think about. Yeah, I have a,
1: that would be a great like a poll to ask. If yeah. you had to cut your salary in half, but would never feel like sadness for a second for the rest of your life, would you do it? Yeah. Like uh you'd feel fulfilled. For like the rest you wouldn't of your life. have anxiety or stress yeah, like anymore. you would feel so just like the hundred million dollars. Yeah. But you'd only have ten thousand dollars. Yeah. I don't know. I, so
0: I feel like you'd have to caveat that question a little bit because I I enjoy feeling some emotions sometime. And I don't some know if, sad ones? Yeah, sadness or like melancholy or anger. Like yeah. sometimes I kind of just let it happen. You, cause... like,
1: stub your toe on purpose every once in a while? No, no, no. No, no
0: I, I don't know.
1: Isn't it? I don't know. It's kind of, like, part
0: of the human condition. But that's what I'm saying oh, is, yeah. like, you I think have to. I think
1: that's why people like to, like, watch either scary or sad movies. Oh, yeah. Like, there's people that are like, oh, I just am in the mood for that. Yeah. Have a good cry. Yeah. You know? And yeah. you're good to go. God, that's weird. People are addicted to sitting
0: on their couch. <laughs> this is going to. I apologize if I offend anyone, but sitting on their couch, drinking wine, eating chocolate, Mm -hmm. and watching Matthew McConaughey movies, bawling their eyes out.
1: You just explained my Friday night.
0: (laughs) Sorry to offend you, Tony. (laughs) Or what? what, Sorry to offend Tucker. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Everyone.
1: (laughs) That's my friend group. That's, uh,
0: yeah, it's interesting. But no, like, I think, I think some people wouldn't want, they're like, it's a social status thing. But like, don't you think as you grow up you start to realize like it's not all about the fucking rat race and chasing the money and stuff. I wish I would have spent more time with my kids.
1: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately people always realize that
0: when it's too, too late. Too late, yeah. 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 I think yeah. people should embrace, figure out what they fucking like, yeah, and just dedicate a little bit more time to it. What if they dedicated all their time to that? They'd probably make a lot of
1: money. But if that's the thing, like I so feel, do you, do you think it'd be uh, detrimental? No. To them liking no, it? No, that would be my thing. If, if I was like, man, I really like, like knitting scarves. Yeah. God, that is my passion. Yeah. I, I couldn't do that enough. Yeah. And like, you really loved it. And you were like a CPA and you were making good money. And you're like, I'm going to give it all up for scarves, man. Yeah. I just, I can't not do this. Yeah. would, that then like transfer over into having a super successful scarf business just because you're so invested. You like, you love it so much. I'm sure it would. Cause yes. it's like you hear of those, like the people that have really successful companies. I feel like it's all just cause they loved it so much. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. There's, there's just random stuff that it's like, Oh yeah, I probably would never buy that. But Holy cow, this person is a millionaire because there's a lot of other people that are maybe like that or that they're so passionate about it. just kind of like bleeds through into their product. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so definitely wonder if like everyone had that kind of the balls to say, I'm going to follow this. So the, the,
0: I mean, I think this is part of growing up too and not giving a shit what other people think about you yeah. because that's a big part of it. It takes 30 years. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> uh, it's something that has happened slowly yeah. recently for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's half the reason I'm doing this. Yeah, you know, it's like I fucking wanted to do it. Why not do it? You know, and it's totally. fun. It's a blast. Yeah. Um, but too many people are worried about. I mean, it sounds so fucking cliche, but too many people are worried about what other people think about yeah. them. So, yep. I don't know. It's uh, and kids too. Debbie and I talked about that on the podcast a little bit. Like Debbie was talking about how she played with like Bratz dolls up until she was like 12 and all her friends stopped doing it, but she still liked doing it. So she continued to do that. And I think that's a very Debbie quality. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like I stopped fucking playing with toys cause all my friends were like, no, we, it's Xbox now. Yeah, And it's like,
1: well, I want to fucking play with GI
0: Joe's. dude." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It is weird how like kind of social norms slash who you're around. Like, sets what you do a lot of times
0: yeah did you ever feel like pressured into
1: doing something wearing dresses yeah (laughs) (laughs) at least i was like 24 and i finally had to give it up and your mom was like tony you're done with college (laughs) (laughs) can't keep borrowing them
0: (sighs) okay seriously though did you ever feel pressured by like your peers i mean you had a different experience though because you had 20 kids in your class?
1: 24. 24? Counting me. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot. <laughs> but Biggest did, graduating class in Jones County history. Was, no big deal. Was there a bully? I mean, there's I probably like just kids that... I feel like in, in any class or even like a classroom of that size, except for you just always have the same classroom. Yeah. It's like there's, there's kids that maybe are a little bit different and so then maybe like the the more popular kids kind of pick on that person or it's like oh you're a little bit weird or yeah there's someone who kind of like goes a little bit farther than the other people when they you know make fun of someone or you know I was I was always so cool that it was hard to like <laughs> I mean that's I, everyone loved me <laughs>
0: that's that's weird that there's popular kids at a school well how many were in the whole school was it K through 12 or was that high school?
1: No, there's there's a high school. Well, it was like 7th grade. Like junior okay. high, it was 7th and 8th grade. Yeah. And so 7th through 12th. And there was like 80 kids.
0: And there were popular
1: kids. That's
0: yeah. that's yeah. crazy. I went to a high school with 600 kids. Were there popular kids? My graduating class had 100. Oh, man. I, I just had a revelation. My my We had 100 kids or 120 or something like that. Yeah. But I think mostly everyone there, – there wasn't like a popular group of kids. Like the jocks and the nerds and the cheerleaders and the hippie kids. Like all everybody hung out together. Yeah. Um, I'd say instead of there being like a few popular kids that nobody got to hang out with, there were a few kids that I feel like kind of got left in the dust. Like most of us were all like friends. And then okay. there were a couple kids – like when I look back on it now – It's kind of depressing and sad. Like we should have reached out to those kids. Yeah. Um, but I know a few of them are actually doing really well now. Were they just like socially awkward or kind of like yeah, yeah? Because it was found a spot that they could fit in. Yeah. I mean, we had we didn't have cliques. That's what was nice about the high school I went to. Yeah. Um, Because it was smaller. Like Debbie had two thousand people at her high school, which there's kids in your graduating class that you would have never even talked to. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Huh.
1: I wonder what that does to a kid like growing up. I think there's always like those pros and cons. Yeah. You know, just you have that smaller group, let's say, of, of, you know, the 24 kids like what I grew up in and I knew every single person, a lot about every single person. And I think you just, you have that ability to, to maybe, I guess like have that common ground. If you spend enough time with someone who maybe isn't exactly like you, I think you kind of start molding a little bit with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And you maybe start to understand them and yeah. Yeah. whereas I feel like if you had 2000 people in your class, you can kind of choose a lot of people that are very similar to you and you maybe hang out with the same 10 to 15 yeah. But now it's like I've hand selected all these other people who like the same things I like and dislike the same things I dislike. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably easier, maybe, to say, like, I am a little bit more of the same. Yeah. From being in a larger, which, which totally seems like the opposite, the opposite. of what it should be. It kind of makes sense, though. You know? Yeah. You can kind yeah. of. But then you also have a lot more opportunities given to you because, you know, with that many people, there probably comes more things that you can do and more you know, opportunities. So, so speaking of that, are there
0: kids like when you guys went back recently, are there people from your graduating class that are still hanging out in that town?
1: I don't believe so. And that's probably the other thing. It's like, if you uh, graduated in 2005 from Jones County high school and you're still in Jones County, not, not a good thing. Not a good thing. Really? Unless it's like, Oh, my dad's a rancher. And now I'm taking over that business. Gotcha you know like like what's what there's not any new business so it's kind of like I'm I'm inheriting whatever it is that my father had and his father whatever it is in front of me like God, that generational to, type stuff that to me is cool like if you're if your
0: mom and dad ran a restaurant and you yeah. kind of knew that you were the next like, one yeah and they kind of prep you for how to do the restaurant i don't know there's yeah. something like i yeah. don't know i kind of wish i could experience that i don't regret like growing up the way i did but Yep. That would be a cool, I don't know, yes. experience, I feel like.
1: holding. As long as you accepted that, that'd be the worst, too, if it's like, I don't like want you didn't to want own it. this pizza restaurant. Yep, yep. I, I want to be a model. <laughs> I'm going to make it, Dad. Yeah. God,
0: that's like Zoolander. Yeah. He's working with his dad in the yeah, coal, yeah, coal mines. Yeah,
1: And then, lo and behold, yeah. Blue Steel. <laughs> um, Some so, say, much like my youth, <laughs> I'm not going to live on the ranch, Papa. I made it, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> got me a graduation from the colleges. Where'd you go to college? South Dakota state university. Go Jacks. Nice. Awesome. Yeah.
0: How was your college experience there?
1: It was pretty fun. I, uh, it was, and that's like the wild thing is. So then I go from a a class of 24 to South Dakota state, which is the largest university in South Dakota. Yeah. And it's probably the same size as Debbie's high school. (laughs) Oh, no way. You know, we had 12,000, I think enrolled when when i went there yeah and i think it's more now but yeah but it's also kind of one of those things and it was really cool because the time that it was the year that i was a freshman is right when they made the jump from division two to division I. Oh wow and so it was kind of like a big thing you know it's like we we're the first division one school and were they Minnesota. like one double a or yeah and for football it was like the fcs fcs yeah yeah, yeah, yeah whatever yeah. that is um and so like it was us and then the University of South Dakota. Yeah, for the two schools in that, and so it offered a lot of cool things, you know, curricular wise. Yeah, um, I didn't play on the football team, so it didn't matter athletically wise. Yeah, but it was just kind of like a, a big step for that school and that university then at the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was fun going from, yeah, knowing everyone that I spent all my time with in a small town. To then like whoa okay there's some people that have some different you know history some some different things like that and it's like I grew up in a very small environment and yeah. then kind of getting dumped into the big pool of wow like you're not even from the United States oh yeah yeah you see like if someone was from a different country it's like whoa like yeah it, it was really cool to to get to learn a little bit more about things that. I was very unfamiliar with at had, the time had you traveled outside
0: outside of south dakota much like growing up and up until high school
1: not too much yeah, yeah i mean we were didn't really do a whole lot of like vacations and, and things like that like, that's always <laughs> the funny thing for uh whenever we, we kind of make fun of my dad for he, he's gonna live and die within oh, yeah? like a, a nine mile radius yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like he does not like to has he gotten travel or anything has he gone to like the coast yeah, he's actually gone to I think it was San Francisco or something like that. And yeah. Then he and my mom went to Canada on their honeymoon. And, oh, cool! And like things like that. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Uh, anytime like they've came out to Boise to see us a couple times. Yeah. Driven every time. Oh like my God, like that's awesome! Seventeen hours. Yeah. Like just make it a three day trip. Like go to Yellowstone, whatever. like just hang yeah. out. They They uh, not not big on the travel. Yeah. There for old Papa Kinsley. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Cool. So, how, did you were you able to get out like in college? Did you go different places or
1: definitely not? No, I mean, yeah. I was I was probably less traveling when I was in college because yeah. I was like to school and then back to home and just poor college kids. So I yeah, wasn't yeah. like studying abroad or doing anything like that. So and it was, what
0: what did you get your degree in? Health promotions. Okay, yeah. What is that
1: means nothing.
0: It doesn't mean anything? Pretty much, yeah. Well, so what were, like, your upper-level classes?
1: So, I mean, I still did anatomy and physiology and, uh, like, biochem. Yeah. Different things like that, I guess. Uh, technically, what I'm supposed to be able to do is have, like... A, a health and wellness for corporation or kind of work uh, on like a large scale or something like that, how they everyone has, you know, their, their wellness coordinator. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. That's something I could do. Okay. There's a lot of kids in my uh, graduating class for college that then it's kind of like that stepping stone of whether I want to be a chiropractor or maybe go on to get a, be a physician. Yeah. Of that way it's kind of that nice bachelor's degree that then takes you into something else. Gotcha. If you want to be a, a physical therapist, whatnot. Type yeah. Thing. Cool. So, Cool. And I settled on telling people how to do push-ups. Nice. Yeah. I settled on criminal
0: justice, and I don't fucking use that degree. Don't use it? No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What made you decide, I want to do criminal justice in college?
0: I don't know. I think originally, when I first got to college, I don't know. I knew that there was something I wanted to study, and then I switched (laughs) to business, and i can't remember what that original thing was um, but i switched to business and then i made the decision to switch to criminal justice and i think it's because um i kind of had a guy i looked up to that went to my high school who played at Bish- or he played at boise state as well and then he became a cop and so i was like all right maybe i'll just study criminal justice so i settled on that um and i liked it and it was i had good discussions in the classroom and stuff and i I gray shirted and red shirted. So I played football for six years at BSU and I graduated when I still had time left with football. And so I just applied for the grad program and I got in and then I have, so now I have a master's degree in criminal justice and I know, I know way too much about like theories of criminal justice, but I won't use it for anything. But I feel like regardless of what degree you get, unless it's a prerequisite for something, you just go there to learn how to fucking work hard. Like, that's half of it. And that's yeah. how you should look at your degree, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you were able to put your mind to it and yeah. do homework and do papers and stuff. And
1: I think, yeah, there's a lot of just learning, yeah, of almost kind of, like, how to fit into society. Yeah. And a little bit of, like, okay, like, having timelines, having deadlines on things and, like, just like if your if your boss says, "Hey, I need this done by Friday." Yeah. If it's oh, you have to have this paper due by Friday in college, it's, it's very similar on that side exactly. Of things. Yeah. And then yeah, hopefully you you're studying something that you appreciate enough to where it's like I want to do this instead yeah. of uh oh, I, I hate this all the time.
0: Which is like the total difference. I mean, I don't, I don't know how big your classes were once you got to like the 400 levels, but like you go to a psych 101 class and it's. 150 people in a lecture hall yeah. and the teacher knows 99% of them like don't care. Yep. Versus in grad school I had a class with four people. Yeah. And it's like everyone wants to be there. Our teacher would take us out for pizza and beer. Like it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. it, like we'd have discussions around dinner tables. Yeah. Like I feel like that's a better learning environment where you want to be with those people. Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And yeah. that's like it's the weird thing about like the prerequisites and and your general stuff that you, everyone has to take Mm -hmm. is that like, hopefully it steers, it kind of like weeds out those people who I don't really know what I want to do. yeah And then there are those people in that site class in one-on-one like, Oh, this is really interesting. Yeah. And they decide then to go on from that. So there's that one tenth of everyone in that 150 people of the site class that say, yeah, I I guess I will pay attention here and they're not falling asleep, but they do lecture. I just wonder what the failure rate in a Psych 101 class is. It's got to be 50%. What is it? Like how many kids make it through their first year in college? Probably not a lot. It's like 50%. Yeah, yeah. Which is so sad.
0: Boise State has an enrollment of like 20,000 students. But I think (laughs) the people who actually come onto campus, there's probably like 8,000 maybe. Yeah. And then the people who actually like show up, Six thousand maybe? Yeah. You know? I mean it yeah. kinda gets whittled down. Well, and like then, how many people graduate
1: every year? Um, I bet it's in I bet it's five hundred to a thousand somewhere in there. So yeah, if you get twenty thousand every year coming in. Yeah. <laughs> and a thousand at the most, yeah. like graduate. Yeah. 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 It's not for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It should be
0: it should be five thousand graduating every year. Yeah. 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 Ridiculous.
1: Um but it's crazy also though too how someone could go there and just unfortunately that's what it takes to kind of realize this isn't for me. Yeah. And maybe they go to like a tech Institute and yeah. after a year, they're like, this is my calling. Like I'm going to be a mechanic. And I totally. thought I was going to like, yeah, whatever, like be a CPA. Yeah. And they're like, that's yeah. this. So then they go and like learn a craft and super happy. Just loving it. Yeah. You know? So I, uh so my buddy that I had lunch with today,
0: um, he was talking about how, like in the Midwest and he, I mean, he mentioned Detroit, but why aren't there more trade schools? Like, I mean, maybe there are, I guess I'm talking out of my ass, but somewhere like Detroit where there's a bunch of factories and like GM factories, why aren't there trade schools to teach people about cars and like kids who come out of high school? It's like, Hey, you should go to the car school and just learn how a car works and then see if, that sparks hey i want to go work in the
1: you know yeah i don't know well i also wonder in, in a big kind of setting like that what what would you would you have to like have a higher degree on almost kind of like mechanical engineering to be anything in that plant other than someone just on the line okay yeah. i have these four rivets every single day for eight hours yeah just i, doing don't, that, you I know? don't know I think if you went to a trade school, you're probably going to learn. Okay, once this car that comes off the lot breaks down, I can fix three it. years ago. Yeah. Okay, now I I can do something with. Yeah, it. Yeah, you
0: like know how a diesel engine works. Yeah, or something, something yeah.
1: like that. So I wonder if you know within where the factory is actually at, how important that really is. Yeah, I don't know. I I mentioned this on the last one, but um,
0: American Factory is a it's a show on Netflix, and it's about this glass factory. That is actually Chinese owned, and it's in Dayton, Ohio, and they show what these people do every day. And dude, it is—it's. I understand why people smoke cigarettes. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> I need to get away from this and get my little fix on something. Yeah. But they're they're picking up a piece of um, like a like a side door glass, mm-hmm. and they for a car, and they move it to another spot, and they do that yeah. for eight hours a day. Yep. Yeah. Or it's, I polish windshields and that's what I do for eight hours a day. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I had a job like that in college. I worked for Falcon Plastic Industry in Brookings, South Dakota. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it would make like, those little like pill boxes, you know, they Monday through Sunday. No whatnot. way. And so it was like custom injection molding out of this big uh, mold. You know, you'd shoot the plastic into there and it'd make it and then it'd like, pop out four of those or something. Yeah. So yeah, you'd pick that up and you'd make sure it didn't have any flaws. And you'd put it in a box. Wow. And you'd pick the next four up you know. Oh, how how long? In box. How long did you do that for? Probably for like a couple of years. Like I worked over You did it for
0: years? I think so. Wow. Holy I feel smokes. Like it,
1: well, it was like a summer and then during school and I think the next summer. Okay. Or something like that. Gotcha. But I worked there over the summertime because I worked a graveyard shift from midnight till eight which also takes a completely different person. This is in high school? College. College, gotcha. College, okay. Yep, yep. And it was like, you got like 12 bucks an hour. And yeah. so it was college, you're like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be a millionaire, thank you. Fuck, dude. So when were your classes, if you were doing it overnight? So that was during the summertime. So I didn't have any classes in okay. the summertime. And so I just like did that. And that was like the first year after my sophomore year when I stayed in Brookings instead of coming home back to the ranch. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm going to stay up here. I like, rented a house, whatnot. And it was kind of like, oh, I guess I'll like don't know all my other friends that like, went back home for the summer. Yeah. Like, I, I work like every night and then during the day kind of like just whatever, screw around, hang out. And then during so- the school year. Yeah, I worked from, like, 4 to 8 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, So okay. I went, like, part-time during the school year. Gotcha. And I do classes and everything.
0: That's what I was going to say. Like, I didn't know if you no, went to work that. and then, like, you took the 7 a.m.
1: class and then got to sleep until no, work again. No, no, yeah. Once school started, I got to do, like, it was part-time. And so then you do the, the whatever shift that was from 4 to midnight. And so I do 4 to 8 because I was just part-time then. Damn. So it was so cool because I actually got to my, like, during school year, or, like, maybe the next summer. I got to be a mold technician. Ooh. So I actually like work on the molds and stuff like that. And like troubleshoot any issues. And that was like super cool compared to just like taking those things and boxing them. And just the repetitiveness of it. It's interesting how like,
0: yeah, every entry level
1: job is
0: something like that. Mm -hmm. Like my my first job at St. Alphonsus, um, when I was still in grad school after I got done playing football, it was picking orders from the floors in supply chain. And so... You know, the ICU would type into their computer, okay, we need catheters, we need bags of saline, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That would print out in the warehouse, and you'd walk through the warehouse and pick all the supplies and then go up and deliver them. Okay. Yeah. I mean, huh. that was a fucking job. Yeah. I, I mean, there's kids that do it. It's it's hard-ass work, and yeah. I'm not going to bag on it. Um, and then also, like, doing receiving. That was, like, the next step up for me. And that, dude, back-breaking work. Yeah where you get 11 pallets delivered every single day, you have to go take the packing slips off the pallets, input them into the computer so they get added to your inventory. And then you have to separate you know, I mean I don't know if you've ever worked with like inventory tracking software. Yeah. But if if things drop below a certain level, it automatically reorders them. So you have to go through and separate the automatic reorders oh, from what yeah. from what like a special order was for a floor. Yep. And then we'd have to go up and deliver all those special orders too. Yeah, it was, it was a crazy. It was it was kind of satisfying though because it was like, okay, this is what we got to get done. And then once you get it done, you're kind of good for the day. Yeah. So
1: yeah, I don't know. It's it was, always wild how there is stuff like that, and kind of just, I really appreciate any what was kind of almost like that backbreaking label, as you said, or just manual labor a lot of times. Yeah. There's something that I love about it of like you have have a tangible yes i can see when this is done yep oh yeah this is great you know it's like i need to move these things from here to there or whatever that simple very simple quote unquote thing is yeah it's so nice when yeah i get to get it done and feel like you accomplish something even though you might have the exact same thing the next day yeah i feel like every single day you're still getting what you're supposed to do done yeah and it's really cool. I yeah.
0: Like that. Do you um do you think there's a reason that people like CrossFit because of that? Like it's kind of a task oriented. Yeah. Exercise. Definitely.
1: Yeah. 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 I could definitely see that. Yeah. It's
0: like okay, you have to do whatever these 50 reps, and yeah. once you get them done, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Also, uh, mowing the lawn. Yeah. It's like that. It's. Yep. It's a task. It's got to cool. get done, and then when you're done, it's like. Yeah. Not only does it look amazing, <laughs> but it's very satisfying yeah. too. Crack open that Natter Days, Oh, like, dude. Oh, full circle. You came full Woo! circle on that. Yeah. yeah. I got to get my dad shoes on too. I got to get some new balances. Yeah, come on. Um, you know what? I might get some new balances. So our idea for this this room, not mm-hmm. only, I mean, we'll do recording and yeah. stuff in here, but the I'm studio. not going
1: to. Call it the studio.
0: The studio. Okay. I'm not going to keep, the recording stuff in here all the time because I want us to be like my wife and I to be be able to come in here and just read or drink coffee, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we want to start putting stuff up on the walls. And that's kind of why like is inspiration shit to talk about, like interesting things. Um So I, I think I'm going to get some dad shoes and hang them up there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, like I need to get like a, a Natter Days thing, too, because yeah. I might start asking people if they know what that is. Really? You yeah. think people don't? I I bet my mom has no idea what that mm, is. What's well, sad?
1: Or my dad. I feel like your mom would like natterdays. She probably would. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're pretty delicious. I feel like a lot
1: of people should. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Although, okay, I still want Coors light to sponsor this. Let's I not get too far away from our original yeah. sponsor. Natter. Okay. So if we're talking about the cheap version of light beers, what's
0: what's natural ice? Cheap version of light beers, isn't that a no? No, no. I'm saying like Keystone is Coors. Oh, Milwaukee's best is the
1: mom company of Natural Ice. Yeah, I don't. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Have you um have you explored the different Keystone options? Yeah, people don't know. I think uh-huh. the the most popular one is Keystone Ice in Idaho.
1: Of different than Keystone Light, different than Keystone okay. Light. Yeah. yeah,
0: there's the black one yeah. that has it's like higher alcohol, higher alcohol, right? Yeah. Which we always said Keystone Ice uh, is gonna mess with your bowels the next morning. That was like <laughs> always the that was always the joke with Keystone Ice. Yeah, um, and then there's Keystone Original, yep. which I think is red. I don't know the colors and then there's keystone premium which is like maroon okay and that's like the white buffalo i don't think i know about that one there's like random stores that have it like the have you ever been um oh i don't even i think it's like a paul's market or something on warm springs Uh, oh i know what you're talking about but i think that
1: place sells keystone premium They would (laughs) yeah huh It sounds delicious. Yeah. Anything that has premium in the name must be good. Yeah. I remember that same thing when like Bud Light did, didn't they do like a Bud Light premium or something like that? And it had the higher alcohol content. Oh. And it was like, it was funny because you would, it was basically like twice the price for 0.01% more alcohol. Yeah. And it came in like a fancier bottle. And as you know, a young kid, you're like, this is so great. Yeah, and you drink like, oh, I can taste the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same. Yeah. I was dumb. Yeah, but it's like I could probably buy thirty Bud Lights or ten Bud Light Premiums. Yeah, huh? Yeah. I didn't
0: really think that one through. So, speaking of being a dumb kid and thinking that like beers are fancy, <laughs> I got duped into uh, Miller High Life. Yeah. And I I bought champagne that. Champagne of beer. The champagne yeah. of beers. <laughs> I don't know how I got duped into thinking that was awesome. And I bought that for a while. Yep.
1: Yeah. That's like a Michelob Ultra now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same thing. People think that is classy.
0: So my father has been, you know, health kick, losing weight, all this stuff. And um, he, his thing is, he doesn't like, like going out and getting drunk, you know. Yeah. But he will do one shot of tequila and drink a Michelob Ultra. Oh. Because I guess that's like the lowest calorie combination oh, you yeah. can get for the okay. most payoff.
1: You know what else has no calories? What? Meth. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's get Bill started on meth. Oh, man. He doesn't need to get any skinnier. All right. <laughs> I mean, if you don't value teeth, but you want to be skinny, yeah. meth's the way to go. Oh, my gosh. Obviously. Oh, I have a story about meth, but I'm probably not going to tell it. <laughs>
0: It, are you the only no. person that had meth only once? no 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 it's oh, not a okay. it's not about me no I'm just saying like meth and teeth and um you know when you, you when you go volunteer at certain organizations you meet people who are maybe like recovering addicts and are super open about what they've done in their past yeah and it's it's just like you know getting slapped in the face. When you're like, hey, how was your day? And they just straight up tell you that they're craving some meth. You know? I mean it's just like yeah. it's like, I'm not yeah. expecting that answer at yeah. all. <laughs>
1: like, I know, I didn't get coffee this morning either. <laughs> <laughs> you have like no way to like continue yeah. that conversation. Yeah, I don't I can't contribute. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all you got. Did you ever um like dip? Yeah. 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 I, I was South Dakota. I, I big assume. issue. Yeah. I mean, we're a bunch of numbskulls. So obviously, South Dakota. But no, my dad, which I found out much later in life, he used to smoke. Oh. Didn't know. I knew my grandpa smoked. Yeah. And then my dad, I apparently smoked like with my grandpa or like yeah. kind of got it from him. And then passed that tradition of dipping down to me. Oh. Yeah. So like he didn't ever smoke around us so i like i said i didn't know until i was much older yeah. but he would like dip and it was red man oh yeah oh like Big real old, yeah you'd put like a baseball sized yeah. wad in your cheek yeah and it was kind of like oh what is why is it tingle oh asbestos it's cutting your lips that that's what is makes red you feel so is red man dip or is it it's chew? chew technically chew. Yeah. yeah yeah so it's chew and it was kind of one of those like Oh, what's that, Dad? And he's like, Oh, I'll let you try it because you're gonna throw up and think it's terrible. Okay. Nope. It tastes like raisins. I was kind of like, not bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How do we get more of this? And yeah, like, shit. I created
0: a monster. I feel like like when you turn 18 and you're like, oh my god, I can go to Big Smoke. Yeah. I, I tried every version of <laughs> tobacco there was. Like my buddy and I we bought like corn cob pipes. And, like, a bag of pipe tobacco and smoked the yeah. whole freaking thing. <laughs> so cool. Right? Um, yeah. And then I found out, like, like cowboys have plugs, which is just, like, a compacted square. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, yep. obviously. Yeah. And they have them at some places in Idaho. And wow. And I bought
1: Great. them. And hmm. Haven't thought about that? Nope. Never even thought that, like, that would be a thing, I guess. Because it's, like... I don't know anyone who's done that or oh. does it now. So I'm like, I where would you go and buy that? I'm thinking about, I
0: assume it's someone who's gonna be on the <laughs> They're gonna be out on the Oregon Trail for three months and they don't want their tobacco to go bad. That's so true. It's, it's very dry.
1: Yeah. So the people that die of dysentery <laughs> yeah. are the people who have that yep. gotcha. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, uh, but yeah, and then like for me growing up, it would always be like the the pouches oh because we would have that on the way like to like football games and stuff you'd oh. be on the bus yeah yeah yeah, and you, all you'd have to do is have like something with a straw yeah it's like a mcdonald's cup with a straw yeah and you just spit in there no one knew or at least we thought so probably very obvious to anyone this is older painting, than 16.
0: this is painting the most ridiculous picture of south dakota Uh, kids dipping in their bus on the way to the football game, holding McDonald's cups. (laughs) The coach
1: is like, yeah, we're going to stop at McDonald's on the way to the game. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this is more on the way home. Yeah. I'm trying to remember this. Yeah. 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 And it was, uh, that's, that's what he did. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of got into dip in uh high school. That's when my buddies started doing it. And I got got pressure into it. Yeah. Every time. And now there's like Zen and all this other stuff. And I'm always like, want that so bad have you tried it no because i know it would be for the rest of my life yeah, if you, i did it you'd like it yeah stay away from it yeah so. it's, it's like i don't need to be that cool yeah cool enough yeah i know someone who
0: um <laughs> they used to dip and then they quit and then the zen stuff came out and they started doing the zen yeah and now they're just dipping again <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> it's just like a reintroduction they're like oh if i'm doing this why don't i just go to the Gateway drug, yeah, it is. Really? It's totally yeah. a gateway drug. Yeah. So my, what, what was your dip of choice in high school? Grizzly, ooh, yeah, like Grizzly Wintergreen, yeah, because
1: oh it was ninety nine cents a thing. <laughs> that makes me want to throw yeah, up, dude. Yeah, oh, smelling, yeah. oh. And then you go to like some party, and someone would, like whip out some Copenhagen. You are like, ooh, you oh. got some of that good stuff. Oh, huh? it was uh. g- g- so Grizz was like a step below Coke. Oh, way below. Okay, I was like eight. So was, like Grizzly and then Skull would be oh, kind of that yeah. middle ground. I, I, and then it'd be like Copenhagen was. I
0: dabbled in skull and I liked, they did have some like flavored stuff yeah. and I thought the flavored stuff was pretty decent. Yeah. Um, they had like a citrus flavor. Oh, which I, we're like reviewing dip right now, just, but whatever.
1: I remember like wintergreen and peppermint, like those were the two. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was a Copenhagen straight okay. person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Which I had no idea. I thought straight was like the tobacco flavor. And then, I found out that there's like natural, yeah, which is like straight was a flavor. Yeah. I didn't know that. But, but yeah, like you said, when they came out with new flavors, I think Cope came out with wintergreen and they had like promos going on at the gas stations all the time. Yeah. And so you could like, you could buy like a log of chew for super cheap <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd go on camping trips with your buddies and stuff. Yep. And
1: oh my God. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go through a whole can in yep. a day. Pick up some Keystone Premium. Oh yeah. And then good old log of
0: Copenhagen. So I I have a very, very good friend. Um and I'm not I'm not gonna say who it is because I don't wanna call them out, but he he would drive up on these camping trips before everyone when we were in college, and he would drink Keystone on the way up there <laughs> and he would crush them and throw them onto the road. Oh. And so you kind of it was always like, oh, there's one of his beers. Oh, there's nice. one of his beers. But it Red was like, crumbs. yeah, <laughs> it was like kind of tradition that he would do that. And this is off the path, off the beaten pathway, far away from everyone. Yeah. And I feel like most people kind of cracked a beer once they got close to the campsite. You know, yeah. On the way up. Oh there. yeah. But uh, once you're like off paved road. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. God, I had some crazy friends. I I had one crazy friend. Who would drive super fast on those roads, but there's always people coming the other way. But yeah. he he like needed an adrenaline rush, so he would drive insanely fast, driving up to like Arrow Rock and yeah. stuff. I'm like, why would you even risk that?
1: Yep. Like two dirt lines in the ground, and you hope no one's coming around that corner. Yeah, and there's a drop off to the reservoir <laughs> yeah. that drops
0: 500 feet. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah people are crazy i'm sure people did way crazier shit in south dakota but probably do you guys go like mudden
1: mudden yeah no i mean yeah it's not as crazy it's nothing wild yeah like we had uh the old north dam is where we used to always hang out but yeah like go steal wood from somewhere in town like there's the the grain elevator you get a pallet from there like oh yeah we're good to go for the night you do a bonfire yeah 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 bonfire and hang out out there and The, the worst thing was probably like, besides all the drunk driving that I'm sure all the kids did, (laughs) not me, obviously.
0: Yep. A
1: lot. (laughs) But like, there was a guy who got like brand new snowmobile, super pumped about, it. you know, he's all going crazy out there. Yeah. And the North Dam, it was, it was still, it wasn't frozen over. And like, if you go fast enough on a snowmobile, you can get, you can go on water with it. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like a jet ski. I've seen that. Yeah. And. And then you can turn and come back and everything like that. Oh wow. And he did like this turn and then he started kind of like doing cookies. Oh no. And got a little bit lower and lower. And it was like a ten day old snowmobile that bottom of the dam. Oh my God. Yep. Then he had to go tell his parents. And he also like, and it's snowing outside because you have a snowmobile, obviously, so it's cold. And then he's gotta swim back. Oh my god. Jesus. This guy might die. You yeah. Know? But no, it yeah. uh, turned out okay other than the snowmobile. So yeah. I was like, Damn. You know, that's what you get. Did he get a whooping? Probably. Yeah. Probably got the stick. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy.
0: <laughs> Holy shit. I but, knew a kid that drove drunk. Uh, well, okay. he Yes, he did drive drunk. But it was the day after like a huge bonfire up in the hills. Mm-hmm. And he drove home. And he ended up getting in a huge crash, and he got arrested. And I mean, it was bad, bad news. Yeah. And this was senior year of high school. I don't think they let him walk at graduation. Oh well, yeah, because it was like a school. It was like the senior party. Like oh yeah, the senior kegger or whatever. Um, yeah, dude, I, the risky things you do in high school
1: because you think you're ten foot tall and bulletproof. Yeah,
0: until yeah. you realize it later on in life. It's yeah, like, oh, huh. yeah. I think all of us have done some really stupid
1: shit. Yeah, and I we're feel all like you have to. Yeah, I think it makes you a, a wiser person. Yeah, if you do something really dumb and learn from it. Yes, yes. I to- I agree because it's that. hard to like learn from something if you don't do it. But if you do yeah. it and like everything turns out okay, hopefully you kind of look back and like shouldn't do that. Yeah, here's yep. all the things why. Yep. But it's so funny because your parents like
0: have these conversations with you, yep. which we're gonna fucking have with our kids, Yep. and our kids are gonna be like, "Why well, you know my dad did it, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm to
1: try it." Either and that he, or I felt almost always like you didn't do anything like this, mm-hmm. and now is like as I get older and I'll like have a beer or two with my parents. Yeah, I'll find out more. Like, oh, you guys also like. Drank underage what yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like such a crazy thing to yeah. think of yeah like, no kids have been doing
0: this for decades yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. They, they're goody two-shoes in your eyes <laughs> and that's awesome i feel like most parents should have that conversation with their kids yeah at some point they yep they're like yeah i've smoked weed yeah. or like yeah or yeah or uh yeah we my dad was telling me in high school he used to wear his letterman jacket into a gas station And they would sell him beer. And he's like, Yeah, (laughs) after basketball games, they knew us. We were the (laughs) high school right down the road. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Crazy. Um, so Tony, we've done over an hour and a half. Whoa. Yeah. So I'm gonna that's gonna be kind of my time for these podcasts. Unless it like keeps going and going and going. But um, so I'm gonna give you an opportunity. I mean, you don't have to say anything, Mm. but if you have like a message for people, um, uh, it's and I don't wow. want to put you on the spot either. Wow. So, you know, I can fill this time with uh, a story, story if
1: you want me to. <laughs> what kind of story? Oh, I don't know. Do I was you take taking... your clothes off in the story. I'll take one of those. Ooh, ooh! Okay. I have a good. Yeah. I have a good taking my clothes off
0: story. Okay, and it's not going to go the way you think it's going to go. <sighs> I will call this person out. Okay. Um, I played Edward Forty Hands when I was in the dorms with a buddy uh Mm -hmm. matt paradis yeah so he's this big time yeah he actually is pretty big time yeah so edward 40 hands for people who don't know is where you take two 40 ounce um malt liquor malt liquor like an old english and you duct tape one to each of your hands and you can't take them off your hands until both of them have been drunk and It gets really difficult towards the end because your stomach gets really full and you got to pee really bad. And so so Matt and I are playing this in the dorms and he's got, you know, I don't know, 20 ounces left in one of them. No, I'm sorry. 10 ounces left in one of them. And he says, all right, I'm just going to chug this and get it over with. He chugs it. He projectile vomits (laughs) all over me. All over me. Nice. And I'm on the third floor of yeah. the, this wing of the dorms. And so I I went into the bathroom and I took all my clothes off. I think I was in my undies. Uh, but then I, I had to like run all the way down to my dorm. I don't know. It's kind of yeah. funny. And it's awesome. people. And I'm like, don't tell the RA. But so that's my taking my clothes off, this, off story. Oh, that's awesome.
1: So, that's a really good story. Yeah. Did that inspire you? To- uh, <laughs> probably going to pivot from that for my. Uh, <laughs> for your my, outro. My great outro uh no i think like for me i'm very like easygoing like i want to get along with everyone that's my big thing in life and uh i've been blessed with the opportunity to meet a lot of awesome people in my life you being one of them like it's it's just cool to to kind of get to know a lot of people and and like what i really love is trying to find some common ground and trying to uh be able to learn something from everyone yeah. as well as hopefully being able to teach someone something as well. right? I think that's uh, kind of what we should do, especially now more than ever yep. is try to uh, find that middle ground instead of saying, Hey, I'm, I'm stuck here and you're stuck there. It's like, Hey, what can I find from you that I can use in my life? And, and is there anything that I can hopefully help you with? And yeah. It's kind of reaching out to that common man or woman or binary creature, or <laughs> whatever it is. But, yeah. I think uh, I think that's like, that's just big for me. And I think uh, something like this and conversations, hopefully, create more of that. Yeah, and I hope that we can get more of that in the world. Yeah, right now too. I'm so, I'm with you. That, you know,
0: I, I think that is an incredible message. So,
1: do more talking and listening. Probably yep. do more listening, and then talking. Let's yeah. start there. Yeah,
0: and just understand. I mean, you can't get your point across in a tweet. Or a headline. Mm. So I agree with Tony. Cool. Yeah. Sit down and talk to people.
1: Also, Spencer 2020. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to run for office at some point. But we got to. We got to get our sponsorship first. Yeah, we
0: got to get our sponsorship because, yep, we're going to pass out Coors Light when we
1: go door to door. Ooh, so, door to door. Oh, door to door. Here's a Coors Light. Let's vote talk. Vote Spencer. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's on a shirt. Oh, here's a Coors Light. Let's talk. Oh, dude, on the back. Vote for Spencer. Oh my God, we would. What bring if we did that? People together. You had like community instead of like fire chats. Just do community chugs. I think that's an excellent idea. Like find the nearest person who's willing to have ten people in their backyard. Everyone has a Coors Light. Yeah. And you just talk. Yeah. About whether it's like, oh, hey, I need a different person in office because I hate the HOA or uh, like just whatever it is. Yeah. And you're just listening to people. Yeah. Everyone's having a beer, chilling out. People need an ear to talk to sometimes too. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. I'll be there to hand out the beers and you do the talking. All right. I like this. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. Thank you. All right. We're done.